This is Coach Chris Laughlin, and welcome to the Blue Wave Weightlifting Podcast. <laughs> All right, so back to what I was saying. <laughs> this is a bit of an experimental podcast. Um, part of the reason why I wanted to do this is I'm not, you know, a very talkative guy. I'm a man of what few you? words. I know. <laughs> I know, I'm a man of few words, but my wife does tell me that uh, with a few drinks in me, I tend to get very, very talkative. And so, um, and I know this, you know, I, I've probably some of my best conversations I've had is like late nights with some of my buddies, just like after a few drinks. Um, I mean, you and me chit chat back and forth, you know, via text where we get on the phone every now and then because we got some like interests. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Um, so I wanted to try this out, see if we got something a little bit different out of it. Um, maybe not keep it so specific to weightlifting as well. You no, know. I don't think we could stay on that topic. No, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. We, not. we, we tried to, we'll try to stay the what, what I think, though, is like this kind of stuff that you and me are into, though, I think can very well translate over to um, an athlete, somebody who trains, somebody who exercises really anything any any kind of like betterment of your life oh, yeah. which i think is usually what people do when they're you know into a sport or into like health and fitness in general yeah i think you, you know? begin to see areas where i mean i think it's ultimately rooted in when you reach that plateau right and then you also have that ultimate yeah. desire to to want to grow in other aspects of your life right I'm trying to find areas to get that marginal yeah, for sure. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, like you just said, you find that when you reach that plateau. So I think when people have been in the sport and they get past, like, the excitement phase of it. Yeah. And because at first you get into, like, weightlifting or fitness or whatever it is, something new, there's, like, this huge excitement phase of it. And and I'm, I'm super guilty of this, is getting, like, mediocre at, like, a bunch of different things as, a <laughs> yeah. as opposed to being, like, an expert <laughs> at something. Yeah. And it's because, like, you get to that, like, you get past the excitement phase or you get past, like, the rapid growth phase. And then you're like, uh, I really got to, like, commit some time or, like you just said, like, like adjust the way you think. You got to start looking more internally yep. than just what you're doing externally. Well, and I think, yeah, that you start to see there's so much more potential on the table. And, and when you can bring other areas of your life to, you know, up to par in terms of the intensity you're bringing to the gym, that's where you really find success, right? Yeah. And, and for me, I think one of the biggest things that's been that is, is meditation, and more importantly lately, is breath. And like, yeah, I wanted to talk with you about that because <clears throat> recently you've gotten a lot into. Did you have you read that book, Breath? No, I have not. So there's a book I have not read it either. Yeah. I've seen it out there because I've had a few people share it with me, and I know that I'm gonna switch this back a little bit. Yeah. I know that it's one that I really want to get into. And the book is called Breath. Okay. And it really dials into, I can't, I'm not going to pretend like I know exactly what it dials into, <laughs> but I'm assuming that a lot of what it has to do with is mindfulness, um, how much breathing carries over to our lives as far as like stress management and all that kind of stuff. I might be way off topic. No. I've just seen the title of the book. No, yeah, and, and I feel like that, like that, that makes a lot of sense. But in, in, I haven't, I haven't read the book, so I don't know per se. I can only speak from like my personal endeavors with it. And and granted, I have, 
I haven't really explored a lot, like in, in, in a scientific standpoint, until as of recently. Mm-hmm. And it and it spurred with a conversation with a, a friend who's a chiropractor who um, has kind of dived down a different route in terms of his studies and came across, I guess, some stuff Brian McKenzie has been doing in terms of like looking at uh, oxidative levels and, and, and in terms of like CO2 levels as well. Man, I haven't heard that name in a while. Yeah, me that either. That was like early CrossFit running certification. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And when I heard that name, so, I was like, wait, who? I, like, I was like, I just sit there and think for a second. Yeah. And someone's like CrossFit endurance. I was like, gotcha. So that guy, um, back in probably like 2007, 2008, when GSX opened up and we had, you know, one of the first CrossFit affiliates in the area, yeah. we had that guy come out and he always put a bad impression on me because he did not show up on time oh, any really? of those days. It was laxative, <laughs> just did not, was not professional at all. So I was kind of like, fuck Brian McKenzie. But now I'm like, yeah. okay, maybe I'll give him a second chance. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I literally, I mean, I don't know the guy at all. And honestly, I haven't, I haven't like I said, I haven't dove into the research part of it that much as of late. But um, my buddy had been studying more of the correlations in between, like, using, you know, oxidative and CO2 levels as a marker rather than heart rate. Like, that's a better marker to test, you know, endurance, right? So how are you, are you measuring that during your training? Or? I, I guess, right? Yeah. I and mean, that's, that's, that's where I'm, I, I want to, I guess, I'm curious as. But yeah. what intrigued me the most was the relationship they began to, began to see between that and, like, just mental states, right? And inducing like physical states of anxiety, right? Mm. And, and I had a buddy who um, started doing purely own nasal breathing, right? So with the mouth closed entirely. Yeah. I tend to oscillate back and forth with, between the different types of breath work I do, whether so do it be like yeah. in through the nose, out through the mouth, yeah. purely nasal, all that. But um, one of my buddies was conducting an experiment and he did, you know, did some purely nasal breathing through exercise got in his car afterwards, turned on the AC, and immediately had a panic attack. Dude hasn't had issue with, with anxiety uh, or anything like that, but, so our theory is is that the, the depressurization in the lungs and the, and the increase of like CO2 yeah. levels mm, yeah, in, yeah. induced that, that state. So now my where my mind goes is like, is anxiety an emotional or is it a physical response due to our environment? And that's and that's where I start to look at things in terms of like preparing athletes for competition, and we're in those they're in those environments yeah. where uh, anxiety is prevalent when they're going into competition, yeah. or you have athletes that are fainting, you know, and start mm-hmm. looking at those different ways to incorporate that. To that's one that I've had a really hard time figuring out, and that would be interesting to see. Yeah, yeah, the athletes that faint to pass out, that yeah. kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and if there is something that you could do, VO two wise or breath wise. To, yeah. to incorporate a more, um, you know, systematic. And, and yeah. the majority of the athletes that I've noticed have struggled with that are typically your heavier set athletes that are either on sleep apnea or already have some sort of issues and obstruction. I've had that place. because you're right. Yeah. Uh, the sleep apnea, the thick necks yeah. are sometimes an issue. But I've also had it with smaller athletes. But I think that is due to not being able to get it off their neck. So yeah, I think yeah, that that, that actually ends up they cut off, yeah, yeah, and so they can't, they don't have enough of a chest cavity, shoulders to like yeah. lift it up off of, and that's completely unrelated because once you cut off blood to the brain, you just shut it's off. It's different. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Right. So I agree. With that's that. interesting. Um, <clears throat> meditation. So uh, this is something I could probably nerd out about for a while. <laughs> and, uh, and something else that you and me have gone back and forth a little bit about just talking kind of on our own time 
is also stoicism. Yeah, man. And, I love it. Um, so I, like I said, I don't go like, I have a really, I haven't figured out whether it's one of my strengths or one of it's one of my negatives, yeah. but I never go 100% into anything. And so I do meditation at a very surface level. I do stoicism at a very surface level. I was a mediocre weightlifter. I was a yeah. mediocre gymnast. I was, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of things that I only do kind of at this like. Dabble, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And so, but I haven't figured out myself if it's like one of my strengths or one of my negatives, um, because it has turned into like this. For me, sometimes it's fun because I can enjoy a lot of things, yeah. you know, because I'm decent at a lot of things. It's not fun to go play baseball if you just suck at baseball yeah you know yeah, what i no, mean yeah exactly it's not fun to like play something if you're not that good at it so i'm like decent at a lot of things which makes it fun for me as far as like living because i can enjoy a bunch of things um but on the other hand i've never become really like an expert in one thing and i've done the same thing with meditation and stoicism and philosophy, and all philosophy that like you name it yeah it's like i've just kind of like done enough to understand it and be able to practice it a little bit but not to fully submerge yourself in yeah and i think i think you know to look at take a look back at it, i think ultimately like intention becomes the biggest key for me right in terms mm -hmm. of like whether that is your strength or weakness but in terms of stoicism and meditation i feel like that's something you have to dive fully into and submerge yourself in but, yeah and i don't know what that's yeah that's true because i, cause, cause I don't know what fully because Maybe when I'm doing it, I'm fully submerged in it. Yeah, and that may be like your, yeah, your depth of it. Like agreed. you may may you may not have to, and that's the thing I think where where it's it's relative to each person, right? Yeah, in terms true. of like we true. look at and take CrossFit for example, and like in terms of intensity, right? It really is relative yeah. in terms of like the immediate response. And I think meditation could be the same, but for me, I had I don't think I'd really experienced meditation in its full effect until recently. And it was like, it took me, I had to be put in some really uncomfortable situations and I, I hadn't been able to eat for an extended period of time. So I think like the state in which my brain was already in was kind of primed to dive a so little So you were in deeper. a fasted state? Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't, able to eat, wasn't able to eat solid foods for the most part. So it was like three, four days in and went on a really long hike and stopped and did like a meditation through it and ended up meditating for two hours and didn't even realize it. I looked at my, my watch and I burned like 700 wow. calories in that period of time. Wow. And that and for me, it's like the length of which a time I'd never done was not... That's crazy. Was not was not important to me, right? Yeah. But it was the the state at which I was and the feeling I had afterwards was just so unreal. And I don't think, I don't think I, after that, like, it's been a couple weeks, but I just haven't been the same since. That's I, cool, I had dude. that experience. That's interesting. I've I've always been like, all right, set the timer, ten minutes, meditation yeah. done. Yeah. You know. No, and the same here. And so it was always like I had an endpoint. Yeah. It was never like open ended. I'm just gonna sit here. Yeah. And meditate. Well, and now, it, what, so, what, to be completely what, honest, I was lost. So it's like for me, it was yeah, just like yeah. I was like I was stressed. You so I was really just like I didn't. I, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't know what to do. And so I was just like, all right, I'm just gonna sit here, and just take a break. And then it turned into like. I'm really anxious. I'm going to do some breath work. And then it was mm -hmm. just like, you know what? I feel like closing my eyes. 
And the next thing she I do, I just kind of took it yeah. from step to step yeah. to step. Yeah, step. I was trying to, to be honest, I was trying to prevent myself from like mentally spiraling in that moment, right? Preventing a, a breakdown. Yeah, or... because because I didn't know where I was going. I was ran out of food. I ran out of water. You know, and for the most part, like at that point, I already wasn't in a great state. But it, I think it just primed me to kind that's, of that's cool. Dive man. deeper. Yeah, no, it was, it was an awesome experience. I don't know. I would like if I would put someone in that situation to. to well, yeah, do it. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> It was somewhat. It was very organic. Oh yeah, obviously. Oh, absolutely. Like like you didn't. It did. I don't. I, I would doubt that you had a plan to run out of water or get lost no. or something like no. that. No, no. We were like. I was like yeah, four yeah. hours in, and I was like, "This was a bad idea." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's cool though. I've because you know I I felt like what I don't like doing is what I have a hard time with is somebody telling me how I'm supposed to do something. That always makes me want to push against it. So when I'm told how to meditate, I want to find my own way of doing it. When I'm told how to move, I want to find my own way of doing it. When somebody says, no, your knees aren't supposed to do this, it's bad for them, I'm like, well, I'm going to try to do something to where eventually that's good for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like prove them wrong. Like, yeah, way, yeah, right? exactly. Like yeah. I'm going to figure out you know, how to be able to do a 200 pound Jefferson curl because fuck you. Yeah, you exactly. Know? <laughs> it's like, like I don't believe that if you, but I, but I think it takes the right approach to it. Oh, absolutely. And so something that I, so the way that I like to meditate now, because I have a really hard time just taking time and just, all right, I'm just going to sit here for 30 yeah. minutes and meditate. I have a really hard time with that. So what I really try to do is the mindful practices and I really combine what I've studied with stoicism and meditation right, together. Right, right. And so I like to meditate during activity. Yep. So it's more of open eyed meditation. Very, very much yeah. so. Very much so. So like I could be on a walk in, and then I'll be like, okay, all I'm going to focus on is the feel of my feet against the ground. And then I might just walk for 30 minutes, just feeling what that feels like. My mindfulness is just focused on that, oh, yeah. and that thing only. And then what it does, and then like the stoicism approach is like it allows me to appreciate something very simple. Yeah. And then like today, I had to do laundry, which most people would not think is a fun activity. Nope. But that's where like stoicism has taught me to be like, all right, find something that you enjoy about doing the smallest task. And that's something I really think is cool about stoicism is it's like it's all about your your state of mind, your perception, your perception of the activity, the perception of the interaction, the perception of what you do, like is is totally how what you get out of it. Yeah, it's like it's that it's that fine line between misery and bliss. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And it's, it's crazy because. You know, doing something that you typically would hate now becomes an enjoyable task. Yeah, right? so I'm sitting there and I'm doing laundry, yeah. and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna think about the the tactile cue of my hands yeah. to the cloth to the hangers to everything. So the whole time I'm doing, I'm like, all right, this feels a little bit warm to my hands. This is smooth. This cloth is a little bit rougher. You know, the plastic feels cool as I put it onto this warm clothing. And so then I'm like having these moments where all of a sudden I've done all my laundry and I've been super mindful of the entire process and then I've, inc- I've enjoyed it 
Where normally I would be like, fuck, I gotta do laundry today. Yeah, and then you tell yourself that more and you get more pissed as you do it. It yeah, takes and then, longer, and then you do a shitty job. Frustrating, yeah, and you're just like, but dude, so for me, like, that, that is like the, the, the truest and most honest expression of meditation. Yeah. Like, because here's the thing is, is when you sit down and you have like those, those moments where you're sitting down and you have like a deep meditation, number one, it feels like work. Right. It does because you set aside time like you would for work. You're like, exactly. I'm checking in at 8 a.m. I'm meditating at 3 p.m. And yeah. at what point in life do you plan for adversity to hit you in the face? Yeah. Never, right? So how can why would have how is that going to turn over and have the same application? Yeah. And I think that's where you know having something incorporated where you're doing open eyed meditation. That's the bread and butter, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's where you have appreciation that mindfulness. Yeah. Right, because you're able to see that correlation and and, and take on and, and with a little bit better mindset when you experience those things because when you experience adversity it, you're not going to be in a good state of mind good posture you know with your eyes closed it's going to be i was wide open you're probably going to be already stressed at that point in time and the turnover isn't yeah. going to be as profound right so the more you're exhibiting and entering those states in open eyed i feel like that's where you're getting the bang for your buck right well especially when the goal in in for me that the goal is mindfulness yeah be in the moment enjoy the moment yeah. and so when I got into meditation, the goal was to be more mindful. Yeah. And so when I can try to bring that to my chaotic lifestyle, it uh, it, it makes the you know the things that would that used to and still do sometimes. I'm not yeah. like perfect all the time. The things that used to make me like frustrated though, I'm like, oh shit, I gotta I gotta go clean the bathrooms now. Yeah. You know, at the gym. Yeah. You know, and but sometimes I'm like, all right. I've got my own gym. Yeah. I get to clean the bathrooms. Yeah. It's good. They're going to be nice. The next person that comes in is going to appreciate it. Instead of like every now and then to be able to shift the perspective to something like that, it just, it it makes the day to day not me, not, you know, uh, it makes it enjoyable. Oh, absolutely. And, and when people are so worried about like getting stuck in a routine, um, but if you learn, but but it, it didn't take just meditation. I started with just meditation, and then I studied stoicism. It's the combination of the two. Because, it was, yeah. Because, and, and one of the things that I've been trying to do more recently is, like, I go on the same walk every day for, like, my nature walk. And that's kind of, like, my thing. And I'll take Dakota, and, you know, he and I will connect and talk. But one thing I've been trying to do recently is because he's complained about we go the same route. Yeah. And I've been kind of annoyed that, like, all right, like this this nature preserve isn't changing scenery on me. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But the stoic in me is like, no, like you you can find something new, find a new leaf, find mm-hmm. a new flower, find a new rock. And so each time we go on this walk now, I asked Dakota, I was like, hey, this time I want you to pick out a new rock that you see. So and then all of a sudden the there's this task and there's this goal yeah, and you're excited you have about it. Yeah. And then, but the biggest thing is your eyes are open. Mm-hmm. You begin to look for Just things that you notice. didn't. Yeah. yeah, and I think that that carries over more into real life than we think. You know? Yeah. And I and to kind of come full circle, I really think that's why people lean into sports and things like weightlifting and stuff like this, is because when you're when you're doing a snatch, you're not thinking about the debt that you have. You're not thinking about you know, the stressors of your life. You're only in tune to your body and that lift. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing when somebody reacts to, you know, 
getting thrown a ball yeah. or reacts to you know, whatever it is you're not it's 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 almost this forced mindfulness and I think what the reason why people are so drawn to it is because they're in a state of mindfulness but they're not even aware of it oh, no. and if they were to be aware that if I could be just as mindful in other things as I am when I'm doing a snatch or when I'm throwing the baseball or when I'm shooting a free throw if I could be as mindful as I am in those things to other things in my life like you would find so much more enjoyment oh absolutely and and I think the like to take a step further even make it be a little bit devil's advocate kind of dive down a different path here but you know a, a common thing I've seen with weightlifters that start to lose that that vision or that appreciation mm. begin to crave change yeah right and I think that's where the stoic in me would yeah. want to lean into people and to challenge because like you said when you take on a new endeavor there's a little bit of a high so you're going to have naturally a good response but I think you know, speaking on the issue of weightlifters jumping from gym to gym or coach to coach or not sticking with a program for extended period of time. Because I was talking to CJ Del Basso about this recently, yeah. even. But like that in specific an example, like you know, being able to look at a mindset of like finding more appreciation within the program you have and trusting the process. I think people That's use really changing good, yeah. changing gyms as a catalyst. And it's always short Because they're trying to spike the excitement again. Yeah. They're so, like, I'm new gym. And, and I've said but it's, this. it's fake, I've said this right? multiple, It's fake. Yeah. And I've said this multiple times. Uh, and, and I'll always say it is when somebody changes programs, changes coaches, changes gyms, there's a good chance that they're going to PR. 100%. Absolutely. They're and it's because there's the excitement of change. I'm doing something better for myself. It's more internal, though, than it actually is external. Absolutely. But they're not realizing it. No, it's the perception. They're not real. It's the perception yeah. of being like, I'm doing something that's better for me. I'm getting better feedback. I'm getting better programming. Therefore, I'm going to lift better. And all of a sudden, they lift better. But it's because they've changed their mindset. And then they constantly change their mindset by constantly changing well, they're, coaches, they're, they're, gyms, yeah, and they're getting and so they're getting validation on their change externally, which is justified. Which their is action, very yeah right? yeah. So absolutely. then you have athletes, and and there are a few that like you know I'm speaking to the people that are chronically jumping from gym to gym to gym, right? And, and I totally get it when somebody's with a coach for six years and then they change gyms yeah. because they're like, yeah, yeah that's fine. It's, or they move and they yeah. change gyms. Agreed. You're right. The person that can't stick with a gym for a year. That or stick with a coach for a year to see it because I would say I would argue that it takes at least a year to actually build that relationship and have like a true foundation and direction you want to take it yeah yeah to have a relationship a between an athlete coach to have even for a coach though like you don't have you don't even understand really an athlete until you've seen them train until you've seen them compete Struggle. until you've seen them go from cycle to cycle until you see them plateau and that takes a while it does and it's and it's in, it's it's all like it's relative, right? It's individual to person. Yeah. The length isn't necessarily important. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's it's something we're talking about because I think that the more athletes that can embody that mindset and find a way to tap into that every single day, because it's not it's not something that you you experience once and then you're you're there. It's training, yeah. right? You have to continually challenge that mindset. You have to continually pop that ego because mm -hmm. every day, man, my ego blows up. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm the biggest, I'm the
All right, so I'm going to end that podcast here. Um, Jake and I ended up chatting for close to three to four hours, so we're going to kind of trim out some of it and kind of release them in a few parts, um, just ones that are relevant and I think are worth hearing. So uh, thanks for tuning in and be looking for parts two and three coming out probably over the next couple of weeks. All right, talk to you guys soon. Be sure to subscribe, share. If you like this information, let me know. If you don't like it, also let me know. And uh, we'll make some changes and uh, we'll keep doing this. So be looking forward to some future parts to this conversation and some upcoming new guests. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Bye.